You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. To have that narrative about athleticism looking different on every single body and inspiring women, specifically Latinx women and little girls to just get up and move. The more people, men, women, anybody that I can inspire to move, the better. That was Camila Ramon. This is Marnie Salam. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Sala. Today, I sync up with the talented and super fun Argentinian Peloton cycling instructor, Camila Ramon. Camila is the first bilingual Peloton instructor to teach in both Spanish and English. We talk about where her passion for exercise, dance, and fitness began, her entrepreneurial journey and path to Peloton, and how she is on a mission to encourage and inspire body positivity around the globe, especially in the Latinx community. Inspired by her own personal upbringing and experience, Camila also shares the exercise and workouts that are currently fueling her for success when she's not on the Peloton bike teaching class or riding. I'm sure you're going to love this conversation. If you do, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy. Head over to the app, click on the Money on the Move podcast, scroll through the episodes, click on the five stars, and then click on leave a review and tell us what you love, what you're listening to, and what you want to hear more of. Now, on to my conversation with Camila. How did you get into fitness? I grew up dancing and running. So I actually ran cross country and danced pretty much since middle school. And after that, I went on to dance professionally in college, graduated from college, went on to get a big girl job, essentially in the corporate office. I worked in uh, Latin America and public relations, representing global businesses throughout South and Latin America. And then I was like, this is not for me. I want to make the transition into fitness. So I think that's kind of like officially where my fitness journey per se started. And I think that I consider that to be the beginning of my personal fitness journey, because that's when I truly like rediscovered the fun in fitness. Uh, Growing up as a dancer, especially in Miami, as we were just talking, there's a lot of aesthetic pressures to try and look a certain way. So throughout the whole process, even though I grew up running and dancing for, for, for the feeling, for the movement, for the, the escape, it kind of turned into like a negative experience for me. I I was doing it to myself, especially after like I had gained a little bit of weight, stopped moving so much and was less in shape after working at a corporate job. So after I healed my relationship with exercise and with fitness, I made it my mission to help other people. And that's when I went into the fitness space and I started teaching 
cycling, then went on to uh, teach at a strength facility, then went on to <laughs> create my own app, then went on to Peloton, which is where we're at right now. Yeah. So what was your app before Peloton? Tell me a little bit about that. Obviously, being a Peloton instructor, you have your own business within Peloton and you're building your brand and you're, you know, you're putting out information and content. But what was it like before that, that got you to that level that got you onto their radar? Yeah. So initially I created my app because my husband was in the military and I knew that we weren't going to be like geographically stable. And um, as you know, in fitness, if you move, you got to start from scratch pretty much if you're a trainer wherever you go. So I was like, I want to do something that's mobile. And I started creating online training programs. And I realized that there was a big gap in the Latinx community for trainers that were promoting fitness as a way of health, of fun, of positivity, and not a means to change your body or shrink yourself, which is a very huge conversation within the Latinx community. And I wanted to change that because of the issues that I had growing up because of my own issues with my body. I felt like it was very important. So I started creating content in Spanish and creating these programs in Spanish. And I said, okay, well, what's the next step after, you know, these like PDF programs that all these girls are doing in love. So I was like, okay, like, let me try and create my own app. So I went on to, it took me a very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, nothing happens overnight, but it just seems like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not an easy feat. It took me like two years. I mean, I'm I'm an immigrant. I, I didn't have any resources. All of the, everything that I created, I created myself from scratch by myself. I hired programmers to create an app from scratch on Android, on a React Native with, um, on Android and for iOS. And it was truly just such an amazing experience. At that point, the pandemic had hit. So I was also doing like IG lives and, and really building that community. And around October of 2020, I actually launched the official app. And it was so cool because it was focused on promoting body positivity and a positive relationship with exercise, specifically for Latinx women. And then (laughs) after that happened, we were just building our own beautiful community. And it it, it was, it was like a family. It's essentially how my classes are now in Peloton. I feel like we connect on like a real level. We have conversations about silly things and fun things and serious things at the same time. And that was really, truly resonating with the girls that I was training. Um, And then my husband and I decided to, get out of the military. After the pandemic, we were like, we want, we want to move a little bit closer to home. And we actually had gone to Peloton Okay. while we were in the pandemic. Cause I was like teaching Instagram lives and I was like, I need something a little bit more low impact, something that'll motivate me. Cause as a trainer, you also need motivation. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The cobbler so, doesn't always have shoes. <laughs> exactly. So we got the Peloton and I fell in love. I fell in love and I had always loved Peloton from a very long time ago. I used to teach at a cycling studio, always knew what Peloton was. But I couldn't reach out to them before because my husband was in the military. So my husband got out of the military. We moved back to Miami because we wanted more space. (laughs) Now I'm in New York. Um, We moved back to Miami February 25th, I think. And then two weeks later, I actually reached out to Peloton. And I heard back the same day. That's amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah. And, you know, the rest is pretty much history. Yeah. I mean, I remember like day one of Peloton before anyone was teaching classes and 
I thought, wow, this is a pretty awesome concept. I can't wait to see what happens. And here we are. It's amazing. We have a treadmill in our house. Amazing. And I do some, we do the bike classes on, we have our own bikes on trainers. So, uh-huh. but I feel like there's a Peloton bike coming in the future. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Yeah, but we do the classes it. without without it because we can just use our bikes and we just, I mean, we're, my partner and I are both athletes, so we can understand the terminology and language to be able to adjust our levels to get into the zones and everything that everyone is talking about. So yeah, it's super fun, especially when you need like great music or motivation because it's really hard to do that on your own. A hundred percent. Yeah. Next up the bike for you. Next up the tread for me. I don't have space in my apartment because I, I said I wanted space and then I got this job and I was like, babe, we're moving to New York. We don't need space. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. We'll make it work. But no, I, I really, really, really need a tread in my life because I also love running, but, but yeah, the bike is, is such a good compliment. So you still love running. Yeah, I do. I can't say that I have been running as much right. now that I'm in New York city because it is cold and I'm from yeah. South Florida. <laughs> And I'm like, I, know. I have been so tempted. I am, I am in denial that it is still winter. It is what it's February. It's now. almost March. We're like a week it's away. Almost, it's almost March. I am in denial that winter is still here. I am legit wearing shorts. I'm, I'm going out in the street. I wore shorts the other day, and then it, it started snowing, and I was like, okay, well, we are gonna just manifest spring for as long as we can. But I'm truly looking into like the appropriate gear to wear to run outside in this weather because I do I do love running for me running is kind of like an escape as well just like spring so I I I need it in my life so so you definitely need the tread and I think with running like any outdoor sport it's all about layers and I have been living in New York basically my entire life and running for at least half of that and I still can't get the layers right it's it's not easy, but you just have to keep doing it. And I started like taking notes and writing down like what the temperature is and what I wore that day so that I could, that's just, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And then there's like actually like getting on my bike and going outside. It's a whole other problem. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be terrified of the ice on a bike for sure. No, no, you can't go out on the bike in the ice. No, no. Yeah. I mean, this, I South Florida yeah. gal, this South Florida gal has been running inside, but Marnie, I'm saying it now. I will run outside soon. So, so talk to me a little bit about body positivity and how, you know, when you were younger, how like that was a challenge for you, like just having that positive role model in your life so that you could feel good about your body and how you are now putting it out there for women, for young women, for women of all ages to kind of like have a positive self-esteem around their body and sort of what are the messages around that? Yeah. So growing up, I feel in a Latin household, it's a bit of a challenge because just the conversations that are, and as the more that I speak about this, I know that it's also present in other cultures. Like I speak about being an immigrant all the time, but like a lot of people hit me up and they're like, Oh, I'm from Japan and and we also have these conversations or I'm from India. And this is like my family. Like I have a character that I talk about all the time, which is La Tia Toxica, which is something that stems from, that means the toxic aunt, which is something that- La Tia Toxica, yeah. Yeah, La Tia Toxica. People like that stems from conversations that I've seen occur in families, not always necessarily from a tia or from like a female family member, but just like little- 
things that people say, yeah. uh, little things that you see happening in your family. So like growing up, my mom was kind of always on a diet. Mm-hmm. She was always trying to slim down. She was never really satisfied with her body. And I feel like that's something that's extremely evident in not only families, but mainstream media, like here in the U S I feel like we have progressed a little bit, a little more. bit there's, yeah. still, there's still plenty of work to do. Do not get yeah. me wrong, but imagine just being that much farther behind in Latin America. So that conversation is very important because I didn't have that role model growing up, growing right. up when I saw trainers talk about exercise, it was always to, to lean, to tone, to get smaller, never to get stronger, never to yeah. feel powerful, never to, uh, to be an athlete. Right. Yeah. So in my eyes, I don't look like your typical Latina that I saw growing up on the television that was like super shredded, super lean year round on the bike. Don't get me wrong. I am an athlete. I feel like an athlete and I know that I look like an athlete, but something that I always talk about in my classes is that athleticism looks different on everybody. Right. That's something that's really important for people, especially young women to see. It starts with kids, right? So that's why I was thinking about that, but it starts when you're young. Yeah, absolutely. The thing also that's very important to highlight here is that it's not necessarily like body positivity. You're always just going to love yourself. Like there's moments where I struggle too. Like there's moments where I revert back to my old ways of thinking and I'm like, oh, why can't I? Or like the comparison kind of creeps back in. And that's when I say, don't be your own tia toxica. Like don't be your own toxic aunt because the way that you speak to yourself is what matters the most. And we have to recognize that it just like we train our bodies, we train our bodies to get stronger. We have to train our mind to, to continue to change that conversation and to control that internal dialogue, because there's so much of this, like this type of wanting to change yourself narrative that's being pushed on us all the time, you know, with like Instagram filters, with like things you see on TV all the time. So having just general awareness of what your mind does with these conversations and with these stimulus, it really helps, uh, helps you to just heal that relationship and understand that it's like a lifelong process. When did that all click in for you? Like, when did you have that moment where you were like, oh, okay, this is what it is. This is like how I want to help other people that are going through this. Was it before Peloton? Yeah, it was, it was before Peloton. So I I told you how I used to work at a corporate job and then I left my corporate job. So when I was like getting back into exercising, because I worked there for about three years and I was working maybe like 10 to 12 hours a day and it was a a very high stress position, stopped training pretty much completely. And when I started running again, I was running to make myself smaller, to, to look a certain way. And I was running the Key Biscayne Bridge. And I always tell the story because it's so important and it truly is what happened to me. I was running like six miles, I think. And I ran up the bridge on the last mile. And as I got to the top of the bridge, I broke down because I was so frustrated with myself. And I was like, why am I feeling this way? This is not, this is not it. Whatever it is, this is not it. And I was like, how ungrateful are you that you just ran six miles and up this huge bridge and you have these strong legs that brought you up this bridge yet you still find all these reasons and 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 other factors to criticize yourself about, right? Self-sabotage. Yeah, that's when I was like, this is not it. This is not the conversation that I want to be having with myself. And this is not 
this is not how I need to be if this is what I want my life to be, right? So I made an effort to heal my relationship with exercise and with my body. I slowly started to, not slowly, actually pretty much after then, I decided to immediately focus on performance-based goals and not focus on anything aesthetic and just move for happiness and to have a good time because I realized I wasn't having a good time at all. Right. So I was like, the, for number one, I need to start enjoying this again, right? So I would go on a walk. I would take a dance class. I would go running. I would go to a cycling class, whatever I felt like doing that day. And I just moved Yeah, five, maybe four times a week. And then I slowly started to incorporate a little bit more specific goals. And as I started to do that, I started to feel stronger. I started to see progress in my training and everything else just kind of came together and then I was like, oh, you know, that's, that's it. That's what it was for me. Right. Um, and recognizing that, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's kind of like an ongoing training that's mental as well, but bringing yourself back when you start to deviate, bringing yourself back to that performance, how strong you've gotten, how grateful you yeah. should be everything that you're able to do with your body for sure. It takes a lot of mental strength to get to that place. So congratulations. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it happens. I mean, to all of the best athletes and people that are into fitness. I mean, you just go down that like self-sabotage path. You got to get yourself off, but that's what Peloton's for. <laughs> Absolutely. And honestly, I feel, I feel so honored as well to be on Peloton because I feel I, I have so much respect for the conversations that we all have. All the instructors that I work with are so amazing and, and, and they inspire me. Every single one of the, the people that I work with inspire me so much. And, and we all support the same narrative. Yeah. And that's amazing because that's hard to find. All right. Hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker. As you know, I like to be on the inside track when it comes to my health. I am a huge advocate of preventative healthcare, food as medicine, and optimizing my nutrition whenever I can, which is why Inside Tracker is my go-to when it comes to personalized nutrition based upon blood biomarker analysis and DNA. Inside Tracker is the ultra-personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move or use our code cheers Marnie. Next up, Alchemind supplements. Since we're talking all about running today, I am a huge fan of their acid-kicking minerals and acid-kicking plant-based protein powder when it comes to fueling and racing. I also love their vitamin D3 and K2 and their omega-3s, which I take on the regulars since I have low vitamin D and need an omega-3 boost daily. Alchemind has lots of great supplements and products. Head over to their website, getoffyouracid.com and use our code MARNIE15 for 15% off. Now back to my conversation with Camila. Yeah. And so, and you teach in two languages, which is amazing. 
Do you find yeah. like people are taking your classes to if they're English speaking to learn Spanish? Because that's what I would do. Honestly, yes. I. It would be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The best messages that I receive are like, I don't even speak Spanish, but I take your class because of your energy. And I'm like, yes, honey, that's where it's at. Like energy is everything to me. And the fact that you can feel my energy, even though you don't understand what I'm saying and you want to take my class, that is truly just like such a huge compliment and something that makes me so happy. And people really love the music. Yeah. People really love the music. So let's talk music because I am like music is the reason I work out like just generally speaking like I just love I kind of love EDM but you know on my playlist I I listen to everything from like rock to like I don't know dance hip-hop everything what is the music that's currently inspiring you that's like your go-to for your playlist my personal go-to for working out would be I, I, I also love EDM, but I love EDM with like drums and like Latin so, beat. Like drum and bass and a little bit. Uh, I like drum and bass, but there's it's like, I like uh, EDM with like Spanish lyrics Ooh. that have like the drums okay. and like the yeah. sound. If you take one of my EDM rides, you'll know what I'm talking about. All right. I'm doing it later. Uh, so I love that. I love hip hop. Yeah. Like hip hop, Latin trap. I love reggaeton. So some Bad Bunny, some Pitbull, some Diplo, some Cardi B, some Farruko, well, Sean Paul, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, so many artists, uh, truly. Oh, Teo Calderon is my number one. Teo Calderon is a huge um, Afro-Latinx reggaeton artist and one of the creators of the reggaeton movement, and he is just the GOAT. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And so like, how do you decide like what you're going to put on your playlist? Is it based on like the tempo of the, of the ride for that class? Or is it just like a mix? What kind of goes into your playlist inspiration? It's a little bit of, of like the mood and the type of workout that we're going to have. So I do all sorts of classes. I actually do rock and espanol rides. Um, I've done rock rides before I do EDM rides. I do hit rides if it's going to be like a little bit more of a high intensity workout, I tend to go a little bit more for like hard hitting hip hop um, with some bad words in there, you know. All right. Get the, get it feeling real powerful. Um, EDM as well. And I also really like to ride to, to reggaeton. There's this sound. I'm not sure if you heard of it. It's called Dembo. And it is kind of it's reggaeton vibes. OK. A little bit harder hitting. And it's really good to train to. OK. I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. And if I'm doing like a feel good ride or maybe like a pop ride, just music that makes me feel good, that makes me maybe feel empowered, music that makes me like EDM songs that are a little bit more like euphoric is something that I like as well. Do you have like a go to song that's like if you are feeling down and out that you like put it on and it just instantly changes your mood? Okay. I really like Just Fine by Mary J. Blige. There's a song by Tones and I. I can't remember the name of it right now. I think it's called Good Day by Tones and I. Hmm. That song is so amazing. And honestly, when I'm feeling down, I listen to Safaira by Bad Bunny, which is like a reggaeton like song that makes you want to talk. I'm going to have to I check think- out Bad Bunny. I'm sure, you know, it's like I'm sure I've listened to it before. I might have heard it on one of my playlists. Yeah, he's actually the number one most streamed artist globally uh, for the last two years. Really? So I'm sure I've heard Bad Bunny. (laughs) 
I think on my playlist right now, I'm I've got like Paper Walls, Alive, David Guetta, like some Robin Schultz, Tiesto. It's a little mainstream. Medusa, Chris Lee, yeah, Chris that. Lorenzo, Bronson. I love that song, Heart Attack. Do you know what? Yeah. yeah, those are really good running songs. I feel like those are good. Yeah, they too. are good. When did you start at Peloton? I started at Peloton October 5th. So it hasn't okay. even been six months yet. And I'm so excited for how I have been received, especially by the Pelotino community. The yeah. Pelotinos are just the Latinx community at Peloton. They have been just so welcoming and so, so amazing. And I'm so excited to continue to build that space and to continue to build the Spanish language content with Peloton for now. I'm really focused on this for now. I just started, but yeah, like, like we mentioned earlier, I, I, I do want to continue to, to have that narrative about athleticism, looking different on every single body and inspiring women, specifically Latinx women and little girls to just get up and move the more people men, women, anybody that I can inspire to move, the better. You're new to New York too, right? So yeah. what are you loving since you've been here that you've been enjoying about our lovely city? I truly have been enjoying going out for walks because before this, I lived in Miami and in LA. And in Miami, you can't walk outside for more than two seconds without just having a complete like sweat disaster yeah. on your back. So being able to go outside, going on walks, going on walks to get coffee, walking my dog Rex is really cute. The weather in the, I haven't been here for spring yet, but the weather in the fall and the summer is really nice. Winter yes. has been a little rough, but like I said, I'm already getting used to it. I already walk out with like a short crop jacket when it's like 30 degrees and up is perfect for me now. Yeah. If it's more than that, that's a little challenging for me, but yeah, I, and obviously like this is my dream job. So yeah. I'm sure I, I feel like I'm like walking around with like stars in my eyes. Like, wow, I love New York city. I love this job. I love this life. I mean, I can't believe that, that I'm here. And now are you like, are you a morning person? Like when do you work out for yourself personally? Like what's your workout routine? Uh, lately it's been a little bit challenging to find like a set, uh, workout time for me because I teach in the morning and then I teach at night. So my schedule kind of varies. Mm -hmm. Um, I personally like to work out like mid-morning would be like the ideal time to work out me too yeah I never get into any live Peloton classes because I usually like work out at 11 it's a little different live but if you can get on demand that's all you need truly so yeah that's what I do that's I mean I probably could do it at night like on the you know get into a live class at night but for whatever reason I've been like dialed into Peloton forever and I still haven't done it <laughs> I'm really missing in-person classes but I also, you know, I'm also very nervous about that. That is how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I, I miss, I miss, uh, I miss people as well. The cool thing though, is that just seeing this community come together yeah. and seeing how everybody is still interacting and like swarming classes, taking classes together, talking to each other on a video chat while taking a live ride or while taking a class is just really amazing to see. Yeah. And I feel like People are, are even more connected with their communities and, and have connected with people that otherwise they would have never been able to connect to should they have only been focused on solely in-person classes. But yeah, absolutely. Also, another thing about training, like the time of day, yeah. I teach Tuesdays at 8 p.m. And when I teach so late, it's like normally when I do classes at night, I play a lot of reggaeton and dembow <laughs> just because that's what I like to listen to at night. And then I get off the bike and I'm like, 
talking to everybody on social media. Right. I normally go live. And then I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm like ready to go party with you all. Like I'm ready to go party with y'all. And then I have to go home and sleep. And I'm just like sitting in my bed, just thinking about all this dembo that has been playing in my class, like super excited. And I can't, I can't go to sleep. So you're like pumped. That's why yeah. I like this. That's why I like to work out earlier in the day, for sure. Got it. Makes total sense. And then are you reading any books or have you gone to any like plays or seen any musicals like while you were here for such short time? Yeah, I just finished reading Relentless and I really like that book. I, it's, I feel like every trainer has read that book, but it's for good reason. It has yeah. some really good gems in there about like the training mentality and in the city, I actually went to three Broadway shows. This is my first three. Okay. So I hadn't been to a Broadway show before moving to New York. And it's just, it's so amazing to see like the artistry and all the work that goes in behind it. Cause you know, you can't, you can't take videos when you go in to see a Broadway show. Yeah. So I never really knew, like, I mean, I, I knew there was hype behind it, but I didn't really understand what it was. And then I'm like, wow, they're really doing all of that at the same time and singing and changing and everything like the stages are so deep and then they just like change like the entire I'm like how deep is this place yeah it's like five blocks deep I don't understand sometimes how they keep bringing things out what'd you see I saw Moulin Rouge and the musical and I saw six uh, what was it six the six wives of King Henry yes that was awesome so awesome the dancing yeah. the music singing all of it yeah well, they were all amazing. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so this is just a standard. Like the standard is just exceptional here. Welcome okay, to New York. I yeah, I loved it. That's awesome. I'm really excited to be here. I yeah. feel really, really humbled to to be in this space. And, and I don't know, it's kind of wild to me. Like the more that I think about it, I'm like, oh, this is, truly is an American dream that I'm living right now because I am an immigrant. I was born in Argentina. I moved to the United States when I was small. And I hope that that also inspires people to not feel limited as to what it is that they can do with their lives. I know that my story might not be the norm for everybody, but it's wild that this was a possibility for me. And I never truly expected for something like this to happen to me. But if you're out there, if you're thinking about whether or not to take the leap to make the jump and you're maybe an immigrant, like take the leap, trust yourself. If you put the same effort into whatever it is you, that your dream is, then what you would have put towards becoming whatever it is that maybe your parents wanted you to be or whatever the safer route is, you are going to make it. You're going to be successful. And even if you, it doesn't end up in the direction that you wanted it to be, A, it'll take you to the direction that you need to be in and B, at least you know that you tried. So I hope that my story truly inspires people. That's amazing. Are there any challenges that you've turned into big opportunities along the way in your career? Because it sounds like in addition to the fitness benchmarks that you've surpassed in your life and things that you've overcome, like you've also, you're also an entrepreneur and you've pivoted your business and now you're building a new business with Peloton and you are so inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, I think when I was first building my app and my business, I had worked with a partner and that didn't end up working out. And I had to pretty much start 
my project again from scratch. And that was after about a year yeah. of just putting my head down and working. And no, no, there were no fruits of my labor at that time. And I had to absolutely start from scratch. And at that point in my life, I really considered quitting. I really considered going a different route. I really considered not uh, continuing to position myself as a professional in the fitness space and just kind of doing something else. And I'm really glad that I kept going. What if you quit and if you keep going, it's still going to hurt. It's still going to be a challenge. So you might as well keep going, keep fighting. I love that. That's great advice. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is so much fun. I hope we do meet at some point. And I'm so psyched for you and your new journey with Peloton and, you know, what's to come. Thank you so much. It was so fun to chat with you. And yes, for sure, we're going to have to meet in person and you're going to have to let me know how these Spanish classes, aka, I, I always say it's like way better than Duolingo, like taking my rides. Yeah. So keep you posted on your I will. Spanish development and language absorption via yeah, my class. Thank you. All right? <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com and let me know what you're enjoying what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 